Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Kate Bush, whose song Running Up That Hill tops the charts 37 years after its initial release. It's about 8.7 million streams as of this week alone. And that resurgence is in no small part to the prominence um, in the Netflix 80s hit Stranger Things, which of course reaches the season finale uh, this coming Friday. It's just one example though. Um, We're asking why is the present so, the past so prominent I should say in the present and Paul Marr from the University of Limerick is with us on the programme today because Paul has actually studied the science behind nostalgia um, Paul I suppose nostalgia can be used it can often be referred to um, it covers a lot of different things and a lot of different areas but how would you exactly define define it? Uh, hi Andrea I would say nostalgia is a bittersweet emotion so it's it's a, a fondness for the past or an affection for the past and although it's, it's bittersweet it's, it's a predominantly positive emotion um it's it, it's it's got aspects of, of happiness it's it's um a feeling of uh, it gives us a feeling of, of social connection and connection to others and uh, it's it's inspired by by memories that are associated with maybe childhood or significant personal events like family holidays and um, things that evoke nostalgia could include, um, as your uh, clip uh, refers to, uh, music, um, but also um, smells, things like that uh, can, can, can evoke nostalgia. But I would define it as a positive emotion mm. um, and, 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 and affection for the past. Good memories. Good memories, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, is, that, is that why we revert back to it? Yeah, I mean, we've done some research that suggests that when people are feeling socially isolated, when they're feeling uh, sad or bored, they're more likely to recall memories that are nostalgic. So they rely a little bit on the past as a refuge of of social connectedness. Uh, the, the memories are, are, are nostalgic is like a psychological resource is how we describe it that can... Um, help us remind us, I guess, that that life is meaningful, that life was meaningful in the past and that it will be again in the future and that whatever struggles we're experiencing in the present are, are not permanent, you know, that um, uh, that it, it, it kind of motivates mm. us to, 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 to try to recapture those, those past feelings. So it's, I take then from what you're saying, it's a good thing. It has to be beneficial for us. Yeah, we find it is beneficial. I mean, early conceptions of nostalgia were uh, less positive. And the, the, the term was coined by a physician in, in the 19th century to refer to like a sickness. So an alga derives from the Greek word algos of pain. So it's like a suffering or a pain associated with the past. Um, but what we found in our research and research into nostalgia by social psychologists over the last 10 years suggests that when people are, are asked to, to recall nostalgic memories or when we ask people to describe nostalgia, they describe um, feelings of happiness, they describe positive feelings, they describe uh, motivation to, to continue on in the future. It's, it's a, a, an emotion that's associated with uh, approach motivation, mm. so uh, a, a motivation to to uh, to behave uh, in, in more positive ways, as opposed to like a withdrawal uh, motivation. So, some some emotions like embarrassment or shame might might motivate you to withdraw from from social life, but nostalgia is the opposite. It motivates you to uh, 
So we want to feel more socially connected to others. I mentioned at the start of the programme, Paul, that we were going to be chatting to you and talking about this today. And I just see a number of people got in touch or text in with things that I suppose make them nostalgic and, and things that they think mm-hmm. back about. And, you know, a lot of the examples that come in were stuff like the, the old CD and cassette players and um, people collecting. Do you remember the old call cards? I used to call them as well, the fancy yeah. papers, you know, that you had, like this kind of stuff that sort of brings you back to uh, <laughs> childhood a number of years ago, easier times maybe. But why do we hang on to that then? Like, because a lot of us will probably have those old photograph albums, we'll share the Facebook memories, this kind of stuff. Like, why do we then want to let everybody else, you know, bring everybody else in on our nostalgic moment? Yeah, I mean, nostalgic memories tend to be social. Okay, so it it tends to involve other people. So you're rarely nostalgic about, you know, the time you you sat at home and and, and watched box sets or so. Uh, There is a social element to to, to nostalgia. Um, uh, And it functions to... to, to give us strength, I guess, to move forward. Uh, it's, we, we, we draw strength from nostalgic experiences and from, from, from nostalgic memories. Um, and I think it, we, we keep those old photographs and you know, phone cards or so uh, for the future because we know when, when times are difficult, when, when we are feeling lonely. I mean, what we've just experienced uh, going through the pandemic, a period of, of, of social isolation and uh, a time where it was very difficult to, to achieve and establish social connection. We have then these memories as a resource, uh, you know, and, and these old CDs or cassette cases or so can help, um, can help us revive, mm. I guess, the, those past feelings of, of social connection. And, uh, and like I said, remind us that that you know life is worth living and that uh, uh, we can we can recapture those those old feelings in the future are there downsides to it though like if we're sort of using it as a bit of a coping mechanism that you know we're now turning our attention to the past and we're not actually looking at the future yeah like i said the original conception was like kind of was a kind of a homesickness, you know, that, that because, I mean, the, the, the physician uh, who, who initially coined the term was dealing with um, uh, soldiers uh, who, who were homesick. And so when we look at the past, sometimes it can make the present seem by comparison, you know, a, a lot less uh, fulfilling. Um, so that's kind of one that there is a, a, a negative aspect to it. There, there is a longing for the past. Um, and also, another negative aspect can be that it can be used as a, a way to, I guess, motivate negative behaviors. Uh, okay, so, so there's, there's collective nostalgia, which is a nostalgia uh, for, let's say, um, our group, our in-group. Think of uh, Donald Trump's uh, campaign slogan, let's make America great again. Okay, so people feel nostalgic about the past. and what was great about the past was, well, you know, we didn't have so many immigrants or so he would say or something like that. So you can kind of harness the power of nostalgia to encourage people to, to uh, you know, to encourage more negative mm. consequences, I guess, like like anti-immigrant sentiment or okay. so. Um, the, the other point around nostalgia levels and like, do they differ through generations? Because I wonder, you know, the the generation of today, are are they more nostalgic than previous generations or not? That's a great question. Um, and I'm not aware of, of research that's looked at that in, in, in particular. Um, but 
given that we have gone through the pandemic and and like I said, the the, the social restrictions at the time um, uh, kind of led people to rely on nostalgic memories a, a little bit more so than they would have to establish social connection. What we do know for sure from research is that when people are feeling uh, down, when people are feeling lonely, when people are feeling bored, uh, and when there's a lack of meaning in your in your current day, in your, in your day-to-day life, that they will rely more on nostalgia. Um, like I said, to reestablish that sense of social connection and to, and to reaffirm meaning. So certainly a, a generation that goes through um, such an extreme event like a pandemic mm. will probably be more likely to be familiar then with, with nostalgia. No, I, I was asking that question, Paul, because I was looking, reading in the, the New York Times, they were talking about um, the fact that things like your old technology, um, the fact that that is on the rise and the rapid rise too in the price of such items. Like we're now willing to put um, a fairly hefty price often on stuff like your, you know, what objects that might have been sort of considered nearly junk a couple of years ago yeah. have now made a massive comeback and, and we're prepared to pay huge amounts for it. Or certainly it would appear that kind of this generation is. Yeah, I think that could be a consequence of uh, of the science of nostalgia that's been kind of established in social psychology over, over the last 10 years. It, you know, marketers and, and people who, who, who want to sell things uh, have capitalized on that, really. And um, because we know, like I said, that nostalgia is, is a positive emotion that encourages people to really want to um, uh, will want to engage with it more. Um, it can encourage behavior like like voting or like going out and and buying you know uh, your old CDs or, or, or retro uh, soccer jerseys or something like that. You know, I think uh, um, people in marketing have kind of taken advantage of that, and there is you know people will pay a higher price to experience nostalgia because it's so it's so meaningful to us and it's a. Uh, it's such a positive feeling. Just finally, Paul, do we all experience it? Like, is it something, is it, is it, is it an emotion that everybody experiences? There's something that makes us all nostalgic. Uh, yeah, broadly speaking, I would say it's quite a fundamental, it's quite a fundamental emotion. Like you hinted at, there's, that what makes one person nostalgic, it certainly would not make another person nostalgic. You know, it depends on, on what's meaningful to you as an individual. Some people might find memories of school, you know, uh, uh, people might have very fond memories of, of their school days and others might have the opposite. Um, but they might instead have fond memories of family holidays or have fond memories of, of old songs that they used to listen to. So I think for everyone, there is something yeah. in the past that we can return to that would remind us of of better times. Well, I'd love to hear actually from listeners today about what are those things, the objects, the memories that make you, you nostalgic? Like just like some of the texters earlier, is it the stuff like the cassette, the CD player? There's another listener here who's got in touch about the Game Boy as well. Uh, keeping the old Barbie dolls too. Yeah, they're still up on the attic at home too in Donegal. But anyway, 53106 is the number if you want to share your uh, your nostalgic your nostalgic memories with us, I should say, on the programme. Paul Marr from the University of Limerick. Paul, thanks a million for looking at the science and nostalgia and sharing that with us on the programme. Uh, lots of messages still coming in about tipping. Um, this this email actually at lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Richie's got in touch and he says, I've managed bars, restaurants, pubs, various different countries. Always the same issue arises. Do the staff actually receive the amount they deserve? 
in many cases they do not. By introducing the legislation it'll be transparent um, and just as your speaker said by introducing technology systems to these businesses the staff will benefit at a time when they need additional help following what has been a devastating two years. If there's no cost to introducing such systems why would the employers not introduce them? Asks Richie today on the programme. Um, we will Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.